Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 469 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. And yes, go ahead. If you remember the 90s uh, and ECW, insert your own joke there. But uh, this week on the podcast, going to be uh, doing some housekeeping, going to do some chat about the My One Two Three Cents action figure drive, which is underway. Uh, I will talk about this every week until we get uh, to the finish line. And also, with this being episode 469, we are just 31 weeks away from episode 500. I, I want to do something big, you know, 500 episodes. It's, it's going to be quite the milestone. It'll be uh, nine and a half years in the making. This podcast started in December of 2014. I think December 9th was the first episode. Um, so we'll reach episode 500 on, if everything goes as planned, on June 17th. 2024. And there are some significant milestones. I looked at the the calendar here uh, before I started recording and the show drops on Mondays. So I know this year that Christmas and New Year's Day are both on Mondays. And of course, New Year's Day is the day after 12-31-23, which is, uh, spells out uh, one, two, three twice. So it's the ultimate my one, two, three cents day. So Going to have some things planned in the month of December, counting down and building up and leading up to that. Um, and we'll be talking about other fun and exciting things uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, the podcast. So if you are listening and or watching, I appreciate that. Subscribe to both. Uh, you know, Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. Leave review. Make comments. Um, we did a contest last week for folks to share the podcast and talk about their favorite second generation wrestlers, and Cody, um, Cody Grammer, <laughs> I almost said Cody Rhodes for a minute there, Cody Grammer is the winner of, of the contest, uh, that is the, uh, I'll go ahead and pull it into the frame here, it's the Rock uh, Christmas ornament, and the Eddie Guerrero Latino Heat t-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees, so uh, again, I want to thank Chad Smart for sending uh, some prizes for the My One Two Three Cents Prize Vault. Uh, there are some things that are going to go into the toy drive as well. Uh, Cody, I'll get in touch with you too, uh, and and get these delivered to you or meet you somewhere and get them to you ASAP. But uh, the toy drive again, uh, you know, even if it's just a, a couple bucks, a, a donation that can go towards the pot and and going out and buying more toys. Uh, for this year's drive. Again, the goal is 300. If you live in Southern Illinois, you can drop off at the 
Castle Perilous Bookstore in Carbondale. You can meet me somewhere along the way and we can uh, do a drop off and pick up, or you can Venmo me. Um, you can also order toys through Amazon or through um, Ringside and that uh, they run specials all the time. So if you are so inclined, I know, you know, the major wrestling figure podcast, that's where I actually got the idea to do the toy drive from. So uh, they're doing it. This is year six for both of us. Um, so if you are so inclined to donate, again, the toys stay here in Southern Illinois, uh, five counties that uh, distribute for Toys for Tots that distribute into Jackson, Williamson, Saline, Franklin, and Jefferson County. So it's that upside down T in Southern Illinois. If you uh, know, then you know. Uh, but if you, again, are so inclined, I would take any kind of donation. Uh, my Venmo handle is uh, Kevin-Huntsperger. I also have PayPal. You can send uh, a donation that way as well. Again, I'm not a 5013C. There's there's no tax deductions or or anything like that. This is just kind of a fly-by-night, uh, but I can I can promise you with 100% authenticity that every penny that is donated goes directly to buying toys and then distributed here in Southern Illinois. So I want to thank everyone who has already donated. And if you are thinking about donating, uh, I will gladly uh, meet you somewhere. Or um, like I said, we can work out the, the ways that I can send you my address uh, if you want to ship from uh, Ringside or from Amazon or another uh, company that, that does that kind of thing. Uh, this week, you know, I I'd kind of debated and, and was going back and forth on what to do for a topic. I thought Survivor Series was this weekend that we are this past weekend that we just had, but it's actually next weekend. So probably because next week we're going to be out of town, I'll probably record midweek and do some sort of Survivor Series special. Uh, more more of the nostalgia, I think. Uh, I tend to talk more nostalgic, um, but I do want to remind you too, as, as before we get too far. I said subscribe to YouTube. We're only nine subscribers away from hitting that thousand milestone. So uh, please share this, let other folks know. Um, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'm putting out more content there. I, I actually did a TikTok over the weekend, uh, counting down two Survivor Series with the Gobbledygooker and, again, my favorite figure right behind me. Um, and so go check that out on my TikTok channel. I didn't put that on YouTube because it was a sound that was exclusive to TikTok or that I could only find on TikTok. So uh, it's Kevin Huntsperger over there on TikTok as well as Instagram, Twitter, all, all the socials. Uh, you can reach out to me and, and we can communicate that way as well. So this week I'm doing another Six Cents. And if you're new to the show, Six Cents is basically uh, instead of a Mount Rushmore, uh, I add up the one, two, three of my one, two, three cents to get six, and hence six cents. It all comes out nicely in the wash, and it, it makes sense to people. Um, so this week I am doing, uh, I, I posted a question on Facebook earlier in the week about wrestlers that we never had an opportunity to see live and in person, and got an overwhelming response. A lot of people weighed in and, and listed the wrestlers that they wish they had been able to see live and in person. And so uh, you can join the My One Two Three Cents Facebook group. Right now, it is still public. There have been some bots or spam accounts that have posted some pornographic materials in there. I have deleted those and blocked those people. If this continues to be a, an issue and this is a Facebook thing, I mean, it's not 
it, the, the bots that are getting in there. Um, I will end up making it a private group and then people will have to, to request to, to join. But right now I'm just opening it up to anyone that is a wrestling fan to come in, start a conversation, join a conversation, um, preferably one without uh, offensive materials in it. So uh, again, if you haven't already, follow the my one two three cents page on Facebook and I try to do different content on the page versus content that goes into the group. The group can be more interactive and more fun. They can all be interactive and fun, but with a page, typically speaking, you only want to post once or twice a day versus a group where we can get in there and, and have those conversation starters, which is uh, partly what I did. Uh, I think I posted this on the, the Facebook page though, uh, where it got a lot of response. So, you know, I started going to live wrestling shows in 1984. So next year will be 40 years that uh, I went to my first wrestling event. It was December of, of 1984. It was a WWF house show, um, and all the you know all the big names were there, with the exception of one. And we'll get to him at the end. But if you saw it on on the Facebook page, you probably already know who my number one is. But uh, I got to see Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper and the Junkyard Dog and Superfly Jimmy Snuka and Bob Orton and um, Brutus Beefcake. So that was those were the big big names on the show. It was Hogan and Beefcake were in the main event. So um, I've been fortunate enough to see Hulk Hogan wrestle uh, several times. You know, defending the WWF Championship, of course, back in the '80s. Hulkamania was running wild. I was living in St. Louis. That's where I grew up. St. Louis area. And when uh, a house show would come through, we didn't go all the time. And I, going back and looking at the history of WWE um, online, WWF came through St. Louis a lot, multiple times a year, actually. Um, and we went a handful. We didn't go every time. And as I got older, I, I figured out, you know, as I got older and you know, between Boy Scouts and having a job and, and being in high school and cross country and doing all of those things, um, there was a drop-off of my uh, being able to attend those live shows because typically they were on either a Friday or Saturday night. Um, so I was either working or had, uh, you know, stuff going on with, with uh, scouts or with school-related activities. So wasn't able to go to those shows. Um, so 1986 was the last round that we went to um, until I moved to Cape Girardeau for college in 1991. Um, and then it started picking up when, when they would come to the Show Me Center, which was a walking distance from my dorm. And we went to several shows back then, my roommate and I at the time, and then uh, my girlfriend, who is now my wife, we, I drug her along to a few shows as well. And then would occasionally make a trip up to St. Louis for shows. Um, and then there was another drop-off of going to live events. I went, uh, you know, to Bad Blood, the... Uh, the uh, Hell in a Cell, the first Hell in a Cell in St. Louis um, in 1997. That was in October of 97. Um, and then I went to a couple of indie shows in Alabama where we moved to. And then after 1999, you know, that 97 show was my last WWF show. Went to 98 uh, Thunder Taping in Huntsville, Alabama. But then after that, it was all indie stuff until uh, I moved to Southern Illinois. And I think it was probably... You know, 2004, 2005, I was going to different um, uh, indie shows here. And I don't think it was until like 2007. And I'm just trying to think off the top of my head that I had been to uh, 
we went to a Monday Night Raw, we went to a SmackDown uh, house show uh, here in Southern Illinois. The Raw was in St. Louis. But anyway, I'm saying all that to say is there were gaps where some guys kind of fell through the cracks, and, and I'll explain that in my list. But my number six is Magnum TA, who I think was uh, a guy who was destined for greatness. I have talked about him uh, on this podcast. I have talked about him in, in videos on the um, Give Me a Minute on the YouTube channel, so check out those videos. Um, you know, Magnum TA at the time, uh, you know, 85, 86 before his accident, uh, was destined to be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I think there's no doubt about that. I think Ric Flair has publicly said that, but you could tell the trajectory in 86. And I, I don't know that he would have won it in 86 at Starcade that year, but uh, I could definitely see him uh, instead of Ron Garvin, who won it uh, in 87, I could have definitely seen Magnum TA being the NWA heavyweight champion. To me, um, I, I kind of envisioned Magnum being sort of like Sting, uh, you know, winning the title, losing the title, coming back to the title. Um, but, you know, back then in the late 80s, uh, the ch it was all about the chase with the babyface going after the heel and Ric Flair always winning the title back. But I do think Magnum would have won the title. And I do think eventually he would have ended up in the WWF. I really do. Um, but he's someone that I, I would have liked to have seen live. The fans always uh, reacted well to him and, and that kind of energy and that positive stuff. Um, I went to a handful of NWA shows as a kid. Um, it was uh, early 85. Got to see Bruiser Brody. Got to see, of course, Flair. Um, got to see Kerry Von Erich. And they were... Uh, they weren't Jim Crockett promotion shows where Magnum was wrestling. They were NWA-sanctioned events in the St. Louis area. So Wahoo McDaniel and Harley Race and The Missing Link and Dan Spivey and, and those guys were coming through at that point, but not, uh, not a lot of the JCP guys. You know, we didn't see the horsemen there. Flair would come in and defend the title, and then it was on to the next show. <clears throat> like I said, I did that twice in 85, and then... Uh, in 1990, went to Starcade 90, where um, we'll get to someone else here in a minute too that I missed out on. But uh, you know, Magnum was already off the shelf, and and I think was a maybe announcer in 90. But Magnum TA number six for me, wanting to see live. Number five, and this is this is a guy that I missed in that era, and I, I am picking all nostalgia acts. You know, guys that that. Um, have either since passed away or retired and, and not wrestling uh, anymore. So, um, because I, I do feel like there's a lot of guys, especially on the AEW roster, that I'd like to see live, but I haven't been able to yet. But I, I feel like there's still that potential. There's still that opportunity. There's still that chance. So, uh, my number five is Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, I think that uh, Rick Rude is one of the best heels of all time. I think that his run in the WWF, which would have been when I would have been more inclined uh, to have been able to see him in person wrestle, because uh, like I mentioned, um, 86 was my last show until 91. And so that five years, Rude came in and made quite an impact in 87, won the Intercontinental Championship in 89, um, but he's gone by fall of 90 and then doesn't uh, show up in WCW until fall of 91 and my one WCW event was Starcade 90 so missed him in, in, in that capacity 
Um, and then by the time I was going back to shows, he was pretty much retired and, and not wrestling um, anymore. I don't know if he, he may have been a part of that, uh, that thunder that I was at in Huntsville. I don't, I didn't look that up. He may have been there at like as you know, he was kind of that NWO mouthpiece, uh, but was not wrestling anymore. And, and Rick Root, I think uh, one of the all time greats, um, had I been living in Southern Illinois or in Cape Girardeau, like I said, where I went to college, I could have attended and that'll knock out number uh, four for me as well. Uh, I could have attended a superstars taping that happened at the Show Me Center back in the day. It's the incident with Rick Rude and Cheryl Roberts, who of course is the wife of Jake the Snake Roberts, who is number four on my list of guys that I never got to see wrestle live. And that, I couldn't believe it when when I realized that. I But again, Jake came in in 86. He was at WrestleMania 2. We went to that show in August of 86 in St. Louis, but he wasn't on the card. I went back and, and double-checked. That was the night of the Sam Munchnik uh, tournament to crown a king of the ring. Harley Race ended up winning Matt. Uh, it was headlined by Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff. <clears throat> this is in an era, too, when WWF is running two, sometimes three different cities on the same night. And so Jake was probably on one of those other cards, you know, because we didn't have Macho Man Randy Savage there. Uh, I did get to see Randy Savage wrestle live uh, down the road. It was at a show in Cape Girardeau. But, um, you know, the, the, the big, spectacular Jake the Snake, you know, bringing out the, the Damien, doing the DDT, getting the crowd riled up. I, I just, I kind of miss out on that opportunity. Now, in June of 1996, when Jake came back to the WWF, uh, this was a week prior to the King of the Ring that year in 96. Um, there was a house show in St. Louis, my dad and I went, it was on Father's Day actually. And uh, Jake was supposed to wrestle Steve Austin. Um, this is again, a week before the King of the Ring, which of course, if you remember the finals of the King of the Ring, it was Jake the Snake Roberts versus Stone Cold Steve Austin or Steve, I, I can't remember when he officially became Stone Cold, but uh, Jake was not at that St. Louis house show. And instead, we got uh, Austin versus Duke the Dumpster Drossy, which, you know, was what it was. But uh, that would have been my one opportunity to see Jake. Now, even if I would have seen him in 96, I, I don't think it would have been the same as seeing him in 86, obviously. Uh, you know, Jake had been through a lot between 86 and 96. But I think that uh, getting to see him in that original WWF run would have been uh, great now, I have met Jake the Snake Roberts a couple of times um, at a WrestleCon event in uh, 2012, I believe it was. And then in 2014, Chad and I were in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30. And that was the year that Jake was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. So we saw him at the Hall of Fame ceremony. But prior to that, uh, he was doing kind of an independent signing at a bar uh, in New Orleans. And we had the opportunity to meet him, go in, shake his hand, and, and take a picture. So I've met Jake, but did not get to see him uh, wrestle in person. My number three is another superstar that I have met in person, actually the very first superstar that I ever got to meet, but he's also someone who has me blocked on Twitter for some reason. And again, I have no idea why, but it is the Honky Tonk Man. Now I met Honky Tonk Man in uh, the fall of 1997. 
uh, as they were building up and doing promotional tours, the WWF that is, for the uh, that Bad Blood Hell in a Cell, that In Your House pay-per-view that was coming to St. Louis. Uh, Honky was working as kind of a, an ambassador of sorts, had come to St. Louis months prior, maybe uh, you know weeks prior uh, to the pay-per-view, and he was arm wrestling people at Union Station in downtown St. Louis. And if you beat him in this arm wrestling match, then you got uh, a, a comp ticket to the show. I arm wrestled him, and you know he's obviously letting everyone win. Uh, to again, it's a way to to give out those tickets. Um, but I was working at a TV station, KMOV at the time, and, and the reporter that was assigned to cover the story knew that I liked wrestling. And so she asked me if I wanted to tag along and go. And of course, I said yes. And so uh, that's, you know, how I got to meet the Honky Tonk Man. And then, again, I think it was at that same WrestleCon that we first met Jake at in, in 2012, we got to uh, meet Honky Tonk Man at that as well and uh, get a picture um, and Chad met him somewhere along the way too, and got an autograph that I have back there behind me in my in my display case. But uh, seeing him live and in person, you know, again, '86, uh, that last show that I went to, he wasn't a part of that. And then by the time I went back in the early '90s, he, he was gone from from WWE. So uh, again, he falls into that crowd, and. Uh, just ha had that missed opportunity of seeing him. Number two, baby, is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. And Dusty, uh, like I mentioned, uh, those early NWA shows that we were going to in 85, he wasn't a part of those. Uh, it wasn't JCP. It was, it was just, uh, you know, they were bringing in uh, guys from around the Midwest, and, and, and Dusty was not a part of that. And then, of course, in uh, the WWF shows, when he when he came to the WWF in 1989, I was out of it. I was not going to the live events. And then Starcade 90, he was about to leave WWF. He hadn't left yet, so missed the opportunity there at Starcade 90. And then, uh, again, he could have been at that Thunder in 98. I don't remember, though, but he wasn't wrestling. I would have remembered had he wrestled. But uh, just those missed opportunities did not, that, that was the one gap year that we had in WrestleMania that we didn't go the year that he got inducted into the Hall of Fame in, in 2007. So missed that opportunity, but did see him at some Hall of Fames, I believe, and I was going to look this up and I forgot to, I believe he inducted the Four Horsemen in 2012 in Miami. So we did see him at that event and, and been able to be around and, and see him in person. Um, have been very fortunate to see Goldust, Dustin Rhodes wrestle several times um, on those house show circuits back in, in the late 90s when he was Goldust, wrestled Shawn Michaels, wrestled Sid. Uh, got to see him uh, in action at WrestleMania 22 uh, in that uh, the, the opening Battle Royal. <clears throat> and so... Uh, I feel very fortunate there. And then, of course, this past year, uh, WrestleMania got to see Cody Rhodes wrestle and uh, be a part of that main event. So I've seen Cody Rhodes wrestle a couple of times and, of course, Dustin, but uh, never the American dream. And and I think, again, that pop and that uh, superstardom that he, that he was all about would have been uh, an incredible and amazing thing to see in person. 
and, and just be there and, and feel that energy, polka dots or not. And again, you can get my views on the polka dots uh, over on a, uh, an episode of Give Me a Minute uh, on the My One Two Three Cents YouTube channel. Um, last but not least, my number one of, of superstars that I never got a chance to see is the guy on my shirt, Andre the Giant. And by the way, Jake is right next to Andre, so uh, we got two of them on here. Who's that in the corner? Oh, that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. So yeah, I've seen Piper. I've seen Warrior. Warrior was uh, in 96. He wrestled Vader at a show in St. Louis. Bret Hart, I've seen him a handful of times wrestle. Um, and uh, wrestled Papa Shango the one time that I saw him. And then Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26. Macho Man Randy Savage, that same show where Bret wrestled Papa Shango. This was right after Bret won the title. Savage was wrestling. Razor Ramon uh, at the Show Me Center. And then, of course, Hot Rod. Hot Rod wrestled uh, Flair. I saw that. Uh, my first event in Cape Girardeau. Uh, he wrestled at WrestleMania 25. I, I was there for that one. Got to see it. And then, of course, that first show I went to, he wrestled the Junkyard Dog. So, Andre, though, not a part of that first card in 84. That would have been uh, probably the most ideal time to have seen him um, in 86. Like I mentioned, uh, I feel like this is when Andre was filming Princess Bride, so he was not there or, you know, was kind of in and out, so did not get to see him wrestle then. I do remember very specifically, though, in the fall or winter of 87, late 87, uh, there was a house show, and I can still remember the little localized promo for it. Uh, it was Hulk Hogan and, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff teaming up once again. Um, this is after Orndorff turned face after turning heel on Hogan, but Orndorff was a face. This was in the wake of Survivor Series. And the main event was Hogan and Orndorff versus Andre the Giant and Ravishing Rick Rude. So I could have knocked two of those guys off this list uh, at that one house show event. But again, busy teen was not able to make it and we did not uh, go to that show. But um there were some opportunities. And then as I live here in Southern Illinois now, um, I've been talking to people about this list. And when I put Andre uh, in the, the picture of Andre and, and was talking about that on my list, people were quick to point out that Andre the Giant wrestled the Ultimate Warrior at the DeCoin State Fair, which the State Fair here in Southern Illinois is, is a big deal. But back in the 80s, it was a really big deal. And I'm going to guess that this would have been that run in 89, right before Warrior went on to win uh, the heavyweight title. And I don't know that Warrior, if it was at the DeCoin State Fair, uh, this would have been right after Warrior won the Intercontinental title back from Rick Rude. Uh, but it was a quick match, they said. and uh, But still, even just to be able to see Andre in person and, and that spectacle, never uh, was uh, able to see him even in person. Um, everyone else on the list I have seen or met uh, in real life, but Andre is the one guy um, I take that back. Magnum TA was never able to, to see him uh, at a live event either. But, um, you know, Andre would have been incredible. Uh, you know, I've had my picture taken with the giant statue that they released at WrestleMania several years ago. Um, but it's not the same, obviously. And, and just being able to see him um, in person would have been really cool. And uh, my brother and my dad and my uncle, who were wrestling fans before I was, they would go to those shows back in the day. And, and I again, I meant to look it up and I forgot. But there was a show, it would have been in the late 70s or, or early 80s, 
probably 80, 81 time period um, where it was Andre the Giant versus Bruiser Brody. Um, and I would have loved to have seen that one because uh, I think Bruiser Brody is one of those all-time greats that uh, I, I think, I fear that, that people will have forgotten uh, in a generation or two. But uh, again, would have loved to have been there for that one. But as they say, it is what it is. It was what it was and, and was not able to make it to those events. But uh, that's my list. My six guys that I would have liked to have seen in person wrestle. Uh, again, number six, Magnum TA. Number five, Ravishing Rick Rude. Number four, Jake the Snake Roberts. Number three, The Honky Tonk Man. Number two, The American Dream, Death the Rose. I don't know why I have to do that every time. And number one, Andre the Giant. Um, I do some really bad impressions and I apologize for that. But that being said, that's my list. I want to know your list. Weigh in. You can comment on the video. Um, you can comment on the podcast itself, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, give it a review, like it, subscribe, uh, and let me know what you're thinking, what your thoughts are, and what you would like to see for episode 500, which again is coming up not until June 17th, but uh, it's going to be a big deal, and I want to make a big deal out of it. So we'll see if we can find a big guest for that week's episode um, coming up on the one-year anniversary of Rob Van Dam being on the podcast, uh, which I was able to do a video cast of that as well. So check that out uh, here on Jittery Monkey or here on YouTube, where whether you're listening or watching, go back and, and take a look in the archives, as they say, and check that out. Check out the other shows here on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network as well, Greg uh, Mahachko and his uh, co-host Mike Luther have a show called Nerd United that is also on YouTube. So find that on YouTube and subscribe as well. Uh, and they put out some fun video clips from time to time. But that is going to do it for this week's episode. Let me know again what is on your mind. Cody, I'll be reaching out to you and getting this uh, these prizes to you. If you want to win something sometime, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, follow for updates and know what is happening in the world of my one, two, three cents. Friends, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.